New Vision is a church that places high value on Scripture. The Bible is made up of 66 books, and in this next portion, we're going to be going through a few of those books as a church family. We hope this tool encourages you and equips you to lead your life well. Thank you for joining us today. Hey guys, this is Pastor Brady. Thank you so much for joining us today in our Exodus podcast. Uh, It is my privilege to get to read from God's Word to you today from Exodus chapter 5. We're going to pick up uh, starting in verse 10. If you remember yesterday, we saw Moses and Aaron going to Pharaoh and asking for the children of Israel uh, to be released to go and worship for three days. Uh, That did not go over well with Pharaoh. He accused them of being lazy and made their work even more demanding. They still had to produce the same number of bricks, but they had to go now and get their own materials. They had to get straw uh, on their own instead of having that delivered to them. So it just made their life a whole lot more difficult. And so let's look at this passage. It's a really difficult passage, but I really want to say something to you. We love for things to be resolved and We love for things just to make sense in the moment. And this is one of those passages that it ends with life's uh, most difficult uh, question, why God? And you're going to find yourself and I'm going to find myself in situations really throughout our life where things don't go the way we thought they should go. We're trying to do the right thing and things just go terribly wrong. And we're going to be left with that question of why. And so I hope today as we study the word a little bit that it'll help you with this. Verse 10, it says, Then the slave drivers and the overseers went out and said to the people, This is what Pharaoh says. I will not give you any more straw. Go and get your own straw wherever you can find it, but your work will not be reduced at all. So the people scattered all over Egypt to gather stubble to use for straw. The slave drivers kept pressing them, saying, Complete the work required of you for each day, just as when you had straw. And Pharaoh's slave drivers beat the Israelite overseers they had appointed, demanding, Why haven't you met your quota of bricks yesterday or today as before? Then the Israelite overseers went and appointed and appealed to Pharaoh, Why have you treated your servants this way? Your servants are given no straw, yet we are told, Make bricks. Your servants are being beaten, but the fault is with your own people. Pharaoh said, Lazy. That's what you are, lazy. That is why you keep saying, let us go and sacrifice to the Lord. Now get to work. You will not be given any straw, yet you must produce your full quota of bricks. The Israelite overseers realized they were in trouble when they were told, you are not to reduce the number of bricks required of you for each day. When they left Pharaoh, they found Moses and Aaron waiting to meet them. And they said, may the Lord look on you and judge you. You have made us obnoxious to Pharaoh, and his officials have put a sword in their hand to kill us. Moses returned to the Lord and said, Why, Lord, why have you brought this trouble on this people? Is this why you sent me? Ever since I went to Pharaoh to speak in your name, he has brought trouble on this people, and you have not rescued your people at all. You know, this is, I said uh, a few moments ago, this is a tough passage. It doesn't give us the conclusion at the end that we're really looking for. Moses is is really asking a question sometimes that, that we've asked of God. Why did this happen? I was just doing what you asked me to do. That doesn't make any sense. Why would I be treated uh, this way? And so I think there's a couple things that we can learn from, from this passage. Uh, the first thing that really helps me is... Uh, 
I can relate to Moses. You know, in the times that, that, that I've had these same questions, it just reminds me that, that I'm not alone, that this is just part of, of being a human being, trying to follow the Lord. And there's just going to be times where we don't understand everything. So we, we see in Scripture, this is one of the things truly that I love about the Bible, and it's one of the reasons why I just know the Bible is absolutely true, is the Bible just deals with some difficult things. And we see some things that if I was making up, uh, making up a story that I would have just chosen to omit, but the Bible doesn't do that. It puts these hard things there. And I can relate to Moses. And it helps me understand that the Lord can relate to me in these times when I don't understand what's going on. So it really tells me that we're not alone. When we have questions, when you have questions, you're not alone. Moses had questions. Aaron had questions. They didn't understand in the moment what God was doing. So the the second thing it tells me is, is this. God's not through yet. We always have to remember this. When we're reading Exodus, Exodus is the, the second book of five that Moses writes. And so it's it's kind of like watching a, a movie. And this is just part two of a five-part series. And, and God's going to do something amazing. And we're going to see his liberation of his people in a miraculous way. And so in the midst of this, we, we just stopped in the midst of this story right now. We'd be confused. We'd be disillusioned and disappointed in God, but God's not done yet. But, you know, I see this to be true so many times in people's lives, and they're in a difficult moment. God doesn't come through on their timetable in a way that makes sense, and and they just kind of give up, throw in the towel. It's always too early to quit. God's not through yet. And so keep that in mind on those difficult days, just a reminder that God's not done yet. It's way too early to quit. And then the third thing that I would say is uh, this is a journey toward freedom. That's what the book of Exodus is about. It's about God's liberation for the children of Israel, but it also speaks to us how God wants to liberate us. But freedom is just never easy. And no matter what you're going through today, all of us have areas of just captivity in our life. We're held captive in, by so many things, and maybe it's fear, maybe it's a Maybe it's an addiction. Maybe it's just such a dysfunctional, broken relationship, and we're just we're held captive. But we live in a culture today that just wants everything so fast. We're kind of just a drive-through microwave culture. We just want it to be all over and reconciled and all better very quickly. But truly, that's just not the way it works. And and freedom is just never never easy. And there's a there's a cost to it, but it's certainly certainly worth it. And then lastly, we, we, we would look at this and we would say, you know, this is a pretty unfair situation, God. You know, that here the children of Israel are, are being punished. Moses and, and Aaron are going and speaking on their behalf and, and things get worse instead of getting better. And now the, they're still under this forced labor, but now they have to go out and get their own materials to do that. And so it's just lengthening their day and putting them in an impossible situation. That just seems so unfair. You know, I used to tell my boys when they were younger and they'd always come up, up, up with a problem and they'd say, this is just, just so unfair. You know, and I, I said to them, you know, the fair left town a long time ago and they never liked that. And, and I don't like that either because I, I, want life to be, I want life to be fair. I want it to make sense. I want it to just have some, some clarity to it. I, I want justice, all those things. But here's something that helps me in the midst of the unfair moments is to really view them through the lens of the cross. If I think about unfairness, I'm reminded to what uh, what the Lord Jesus went through for me. There's never been anyone who was treated more unfairly than Christ was treated on my behalf. And when I think about that, it helps me. 
you know, as a, as a boy, I'll close with this. I, I grew up and my grandmother lived across the street from me, which was a great thing. I've told this story to so many people. It was a really an important thing. I can remember so many conversations with my grandmother. She was the first person to let me drink coffee. That was back before coffee was cool. And, and so I would be a, a young boy and she drank coffee every morning. I can remember sitting and drinking coffee with her and, and just talking about things. And she loved Jesus. And we had great conversations about, about the Lord. But she also loved to make a good breakfast, and I think that's what we had in common. And, and uh, she uh, she always made these homemade biscuits, and you know she didn't didn't skip a step. She used all the just the the right ingredients. But I think about those ingredients. I can still see her in my mind making those those biscuits and all the ingredients that she had. She used shortening, flour, baking soda, you, you know, all the ingredients that you need for homemade biscuits. And I always think about this: if you take every one of those ingredients by by themselves, and you were to you were to taste them, they would just be be horrible. But those ingredients, when they came together, were magical. They were amazing. And so very often, that's the way life is. You know, there are individual things that, in and of themselves, are not good. But it, it speaks to the power of our God, who is a redeemer. That He takes all these difficult and broken and hard things in our life, and if we would just not give up, we just continue to walk by faith. We can see how God would redeem those and bring those together in something that is so beautiful. And I can only imagine when the children of Israel and, and even some of the Egyptians who went with them, when they finally are liberated and they come out on the other side of the Red Sea and see what God has done, they can look back then and say, you know what, this is a beautiful thing. Those individual things, they weren't fun and they weren't good, but now I realize they were all part of your plan. And so today, don't lose heart in the unfair moments and the difficult moments. God's not through yet. I hope that encourages you a little bit today and just helps you to walk this thing called the gospel out just a little easier in your life. God bless you. Thank you so much for joining us today. We'll see you tomorrow as we hop back into God's Word.